What's up, guys? Hello. I'm recording this episode last minute because I tried to record this episode at a decent time in the week. And what did I do? I didn't understand why the sound wasn't working. And then I got frustrated. So then I left it for another day. And I was complaining about this on Be Real of all places. And my sister's boyfriend, Nick, goes, have you tried making sure the the audio settings are set to your mic and not the external laptop mic? And I was like, LOL, do you think I'm stupid? And I was like, yeah, I didn't check that, but I just listened to it and I knew it had to be connected to the right one. Lo and behold, it was connected to the wrong one. (laughs) My sister's boyfriend, Nick, works for Geek Squad. So he's the man who's going to be like, have you tried plugging it in and plugging it out and plugging it back in again? So I feel stupid now. Shout out to Nick. He's probably not listening to this, but woohoo! Shout out! Any hoosies, welcome back to the podcast. How's your week going? I'm I'm in great spirits this week. Uh, now I am. You know, when you have a hangout with your friends and you're like, actually, everything is right in the world. That's kind of the mindset I'm in at the moment. I wasn't having the best week. I was feeling a little insecure. Went to therapy earlier this week and, you know, it helped me shift my perspective a little bit. On Instagram, I got y'all to vote for an episode this week because I was supposed to film an episode, film, record an episode with my sister. And we had a bunch of snow and ice this week, so she couldn't make it over to my place so we could record. So that's why I got you guys to vote on a solo episode this week. And wow, surprisingly, you guys want to know about why I think veganism is low-key a cult. And I was surprised by this because this is not a relatable subject whatsoever. I mean, a few listeners will probably be able to relate because we are definitely in the same kind of vegan community. But yeah, I didn't think so many people would be interested in this. But my other idea for an episode that I will do in the coming weeks is manifesting confidence in 2024. Um, and that's kind of what I was talking about in therapy. And she gave me some great journal prompts. She gave me, I've had a lot of perspective shifts with talking to my therapist, with reading about stuff online. So I will definitely be sharing those in the coming weeks. But this week, you guys want to hear about how I think veganism is low-key a cult. And I appreciate it. I love spilling the tea every once in a while. Um, And I do think this is a relevant topic, even if you're not vegan and can't relate to this subject, because I think it falls under the umbrella of activism in general. And I do have some gripes about like the activism community as a whole, not just vegan activism, but like all sorts of worldly issue activism. So let's get into it. I think I should share my vegan lore before I get in to it. And I know you're going to want to click out, especially if you're not vegan. Because people hate vegans. And that's fine. I think that's valid. I think that's kind of what this episode may be a little bit about. But I think it is important, you know, my (laughs) vegan background story, if you will. So I will be getting into why I'm vegan. And people seem to be okay with vegans who are vegan for their health or vegan for the environment. But when people are vegan for ethical reasons, because they don't agree with like how most meat and dairy and eggs are processed. People find that uncomfortable. I think when I do talk about it, people think that I'm judging them for whatever they choose to consume. And that's simply not the case. So there's my disclaimer. I hope you don't feel judged or shamed by listening to me talk about my own personal dietary preferences. Um, so yeah, I'm vegan. 
for the animals since i was a wee kid i have always been pretty (laughs) interested in like animals in general and animal welfare i remember when i was a kid and i saw a bc sbca commercial for the first time i was horrified at the fact i didn't realize we lived in a world where people were like cruel to animals and that just like ripped my heart out because i was like what the fuck animals are so innocent and adorable and why do people not want to treat them well and this was of course in the aspect of pets like dogs cats That was just horrifying to me. And I think that horrifies a majority of people. I would hope so. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then that got me thinking about the food I ate. I was like, wait, chicken is actually an actual chicken. And beef, pork, what's that? That's pig. Oh my God, wait, pork is pig. Beef is cow. It's been a while since I ate this stuff, guys. (laughs) And I was just like, damn, that was a bit of a mind fuck for me. And truthfully, I think it's a bit of a mindfuck for a lot of people. This episode is not me trying to convert you to going vegan. This is another thing when people, when I talk about why I'm vegan, people think I'm trying to convert them. And I'm like, do your thing. Oftentimes when I talk about it, it's because someone asked me. And guess what? Y'all asked me. Y'all voted for this on my Instagram stories. So take a chill pill. (laughs) But yeah, that just always freaked me out. But I was like, okay. It's food. We just eat it. That's what we all grew up on. That's what we've all been consuming. And I remember when I was younger, my mom was in a relationship with this guy who was pescatarian. She went pescatarian. And when it was time to go to the zoo when I was in elementary school, there was actually this big controversy with the local Vancouver Zoo and how they treated their hippo specifically. I don't agree with zoos or aquariums, just so you know. I don't attend those don't care if you go or not that's my stance on it anyways but yeah the vancouver zoo was being charged with shit putting their hippo in horrible conditions anyways so when i was little and my school was going to the zoo or the aquarium i can't remember which one it was for a field trip my mom and her fiance at the time sat me down we're like just so you know this is what happens at zoos and aquariums and you know we're not trying to sway you which way we just know that you love animals and you probably want to know about this and looking back on that of course i really appreciate it i think that was a big like pivotal point in me making this lifestyle change when i was a teenager and into adulthood and i appreciated it and so i didn't go on the field trip when they presented me the option that's the thing I think a lot of us don't realize, like, not all of us have the option, but a lot of us do. And I'm just glad I was aware that that choice was available to me. Once I realized people were cruel to kittens and puppies, I literally sat on my big ass computer (laughs) and wrote this essay on Word. This was not a school assignment. I don't know how old I was. I think I would have been like seven or eight. I think I would have been like, no, maybe like eight or nine about like animal cruelty and how we shouldn't be treating animals poorly. And like I copied and pasted all these cute little Google images of like kittens and and puppies and stuff. (laughs) And then I I read it to my class one day. I just came to school one day and I was like, hey, can I talk about this? And she was like, sure, okay. So yeah, and then we had to write speeches in grade six and mine was about saving like the frogs in the rainforest or something. So it's always a topic that has been dear to my heart to an extent. Um, And then yeah, that kind of feeling never went away. So that's why I made the decision to go vegetarian when I was 14 years old. And it was relatively easy because I was living with my mom at the time and she was pescatarian. And so she had, at this time, 
there wasn't a whole lot of alternatives for meats, but there were some. So my mom was aware of that. And when I lived with my grandparents, my grandparents were aware aware of that. Everyone in my life was really supportive of it, even if everyone wasn't vegetarian. So I really appreciated that looking back on it when I was younger. Kevin has been meat-free pretty much as long as I have. When we started talking before we got together, when we were 14 fucking years old, he learned that I was pescatarian and he went vegetarian. I told him why and he was like, oh, that's cool. I remember he used to come to school with like McDonald's and stuff. And then one day he just stopped because he was like, oh, I never really thought of it that way. I didn't, you know, you just made me realize I have a choice to leave that out if I want to. And I would like to leave that out. You make a really good point. And that was super flattering and made me fall more in love with him. (laughs) And then we got together. So yeah, I was vegetarian all through middle school, all through high school. I was really like, quiet about it. Truthfully, most vegetarians and vegans know when you first make that choice, you don't really want to let a lot of people know. I think vegans have this stereotype of like always talking about it. But I personally, and I think most vegans personally, prefer to not let people know because it is like a really hot topic. Like people want to ask you why you make that choice. And then they get kind of like mad at you for the answer. And you're like, okay, well, you asked me. Um, We don't have to talk about this. I didn't even ask, you know, and it's hard. It's a hard topic to avoid whether you're at school or whether you're at the family get together because everybody eats food all the time. And so people want to know like why you're leaving out certain things on your plate and then you have to talk about it and then you either end up feeling judged or the people in the conversation end up feeling judged it's very awkward and you don't really want to other yourself so you're like I personally tried to bring it up as little as possible at that time in my life and then yeah I went vegan when I was 19 because there was some controversy locally in town this is a thing too like I live in a farm town there's farms everywhere and oftentimes in the news there is like always some new story about how poor these animals are being treated and yeah it had come out that there was this dairy farm that had just like done some unspeakable things to these animals so that made me realize oh maybe i should cut out dairy and eggs because i did more research into eggs too after i heard about milk because this was like around the time when like veganism was really becoming popular on youtube and stuff There are a lot of like really problematic, like raw (laughs) vegans, uh, freely the banana girl, etc. And this is (laughs) that's a great entry point to, you know, the world of problematic, culty, crazy vegans. But like veganism was just becoming more known. Like I didn't even realize it was a thing till I was like 19. 18 or 19. So yeah, that's when I made the choice to go vegan. It didn't take long for me to get the hang of it. And then I did get into cooking and baking a lot. I watched a lot of like vegan YouTubers who did like comfort food, burgers, pizza, mac and cheese, all this stuff could be made vegan. And so, yeah, I really got into vegan cooking and baking and it was so much fun for me. I mentioned in my last episode, it really helped like heal my relationship with food and my eating disorder. And I just loved to cook. It was like a great new hobby. And I loved sharing that with other people. I just loved being like, hey, I made this and there's no dairy or eggs or meat in it and it still tastes amazing. I'm not saying you have to make a choice yourself one way or the other but just give it a whirl give it a try and that's what was so fun about it to me it was like a challenge and naturally this is when around the time I started my vegan baking business when I was like 22 23 um and that was kind of my niche like I said I lived in a farm town so it was kind of nice having this niche I 
remember people telling me like, oh, you should bring your treats to like Vancouver and stuff because there's way more of a vegan community out there. And I was like, no, like I kind of like being here. It's fun being at the markets and like showing people what vegan is, showing people that it can be good. And I think it makes me more money out here because I'm different and because people are interested. And as fun as that all was, I did feel kind of, mm, I just felt like the odd one out. I felt like the only vegan for miles because I lived in a farm town, which is fine. But it would, I loved the idea of like just having people who also knew how to make good food with this kind of like dietary restriction and I love the idea of having people who understood where I was coming from when it was something that I was asked about but I just felt like that didn't exist in little Chilliwack but once I did get into baking and sharing on Instagram I realized there were a lot of people who were either vegan or interested in being vegan and I was like that's great I started to make mutuals on Instagram I started to meet them at when I did farmers markets for my baking business I started to you know bake stuff for them for their birthdays and their weddings and their baby showers it was so cool I even got the idea to host vegan meetups where it's like you do like a vegan potluck and everybody brings something whether they are vegan or interested in being vegan and then you kind of all just get together and make new friends and try new food and it was a lot of fun and I to this day I still have you know a handful of people that I still talk to from doing those um, and it was a great way for me to like get out of my comfort zone and be more social and just realize what I was capable of like I was pretty capable of like cultivating community in the Fraser Valley which surprised it surprised myself honestly you know I was very shy and kind of afraid to put myself out there before I started posting on Instagram more so there's a lot of things that I really appreciate about this time in my life um but once I started meeting new people um, I started, you know, meeting people who were in animal activism and I thought that was cool that they were like taking the step further to really advocate for animals. And so there was like the odd protest that I went to. You know, I started posting a lot about animal activism because like I said, of course, this is something I've always cared about. I had never just been vocal about it. So I started being a little more vocal about it. And I, I was too much. Looking back on it, I was too much. Uh, and like I said, I don't regret this time in my life because this is how we grow. This is how we learn. This is how we change. But it was over the top, girlfriend. And if you were there, you knew. Truthfully, I think every vegan has kind of gone through <laughs> this phase too. You know, I was naive and I was looking for community. And I think I had this idea that if there are people who believe in this one thing that I believe in, they must, you know, have similar mindsets when it comes to everything in life. They must have compassionate and open minds about not only animal rights, but human rights. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it turns out that is not the case at all. That is not the case at all for a lot of people in the vegan community. <laughs> and these are the people I think who give vegans a really bad rap, you know, especially when 2020 hit. I was still I was in my activism era in 2019 into 2020. And once the pandemic hit, you realize, oh, a lot of us do not share the same views on a lot of things. And I think this is kind of ironic because the whole idea behind ethical veganism is ex extending compassion to every kind, right? Not only humans, but animals too. And I think 
think a lot of vegans get lost in the sauce of (laughs) not being compassionate at all to other humans. And it's really upsetting to see, you know, not just with the pandemic (laughs) vaccinations, but people with You know, when Black Lives Matter happened, there were a lot of people who were very quiet and there were vegans being like, well, I only use my social media to post about this one issue as in like vegan activism. I don't need to post about any other kind of activism. And I'm like, that's weird. That's weird. And, you know, so 2019, I was feeling like, wow, maybe I found my people. They understand where I'm coming from. And then 2020 hit and I was like, oh, yikes. No. And there were some red flags to begin with in terms of when I got together with these people. All they wanted to talk about was veganism. And I'm like, fair. But can we talk about something else? Like, what do you do? Well, what are your hobbies? Um, And that's that's red flag number one when you kind of like get engulfed in it and make it your whole personality red flag number two a lot of these people just weren't very kind like they weren't kind like i think this is the thing when you learn about something that is horrible and scary you kind of become weathered you've you just have you begin to have such a negative outlook on the world and you start feeling angry with everybody for quote unquote like not being able to see the truth see the truth yikes guys red flag number two number three perhaps and you know then you're always picking fights you're always angry and sorry not sorry but tell me how it is effective that that is when we get into echo chamber territory that is when we get into like if we really want to fight for a quote-unquote greater good red flag number whatever greater good because this is this is my gripe with the vegan community i feel like a lot of them don't care about being vegan and they just are kind of like needing something to grasp onto So they follow all the vegan influencers with 100K followers minimum and take everything they have to say at face value and they just run with it because they're like, I just need something in me to feel better about myself because I don't got anything going on for me right now, you know? And that's when it like becomes your whole personality and you feel like you just need to like show people the truth. It's like, bro, what? And that's like, it, it was fine. It wasn't really fine, but it was fine when it was just vegan content but then the world was just continually going to shit more and more and all of these big influencers were sharing really problematic views on like human rights issues and all their followers were just like okay sure whatever you say red flag number five billion and two interesting like i'm begging all of us to just think for ourselves for once can we think for ourselves for two seconds and it also it becomes one of those things where it's like that spider-man meme where all the spider-men are just pointing finger guns at each other and it's like what is the point of all this because then vegans like i said when you get so engulfed in it you're not reaching anybody to try to like i don't know quote unquote convert and like change their mind about what they could be consuming you're just talking to people who already agree with you for the most part so then you are so fucking angry about everything and everyone that you start yeah pointing fingers at people who already agree with you you start criticizing people who already agree with you people who are already vegan who i remember i would get anonymous things in my box of people being mad that kevin was only 90 percent vegan kevin has been meat-free for 
14 years and he eats vegan like fully vegan like 95% of the time and people were fucking mad about that and I'm like can we please take this energy if this is the energy we want to give and put it somewhere different because you know when we're this angry at each other and criticizing each other this is when like this thing that we're fighting for quote unquote we're losing sight of it we're losing sight of what's important and we're not really getting anything done and what we're we're not only creating this echo chamber we're creating this like walking on eggshells situation which i have seen in many activism communities in general where you get to the point where you are like scared to post about anything else that isn't related to activism because everybody is criticizing each other and everybody is like i don't want people to think i'm a bad person for not sharing this infographic that everybody else shared 200 times today so i'm gonna post it and that's just being real that's me being real because i know at my core i'm a good person and this goes for any world issue veganism human rights a lot of these activism spaces they all intertwine right and what we see when we see people criticizing people who already believe the same things we do like i said it starts creating this eggshell situation where we lose sight of what's important and what we should be doing with our energy and our time and what really matters and what really drives us forward as a society i witnessed people in the activism community posting like their tea and book their little aesthetic tea and book they were reading on their fucking close friends and i know goddamn well it was because they were scared that the other people in the community were going to criticize them for like chilling out for once or like posting a selfie on their close friends i'm like you're allowed to feel yourself okay you're allowed to drink tea and read a book and share that with people and when you're creating this kind of like tiptoey situation like i said it 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 puts our energy in the wrong place because then we're more concerned about how we look. It becomes performative. And that goes for everybody. Like I know so many people who like won't even admit to feeling this way because they don't want to seem performative and they don't want to seem like they don't care about something. And I'm like, more than anything, it is so important to be informed about all these world issues. People should be informed. People should be held accountable. And we should know in our hearts on our own personal time that we're doing the work. We're looking into things like, for example, when I got into veganism, I also got into like low waste zero waste and then of course i got to learn about fast fashion and how clothes are made and how like these big corporations are doing horrible things to the world and it's like you become overwhelmed with the fact that there is so much out of our control and that's not what i'm saying to not bother caring that's the last thing i'm saying and anybody who's known me especially since i was a wee kid that's the last thing i ever ever want to imply that we shouldn't care because we should all care and we should all be informed and we should all try our best to do what we can within our means like i just need everyone to be so fucking for real for two seconds oh you don't shop on amazon that's great where are your clothes from them are they from h&m are they from Aritzia? Are they from Urban Outfitters? The only pass you have is if every literal single thing is thrifted. Oh, all your clothes are thrifted? Where is your furniture from? Is that all thrifted? Did you get it from Ikea? Because Ikea is not ethical either. You don't buy your coffee from a certain place? That's great. Where do you get your other coffee from? Do you get it from the local place? What are their political outlooks? Do you even know? If you check all those boxes, what did you watch on TV last night? What music did you listen to? We can find something problematic about literally everything we can 
consume. Like we all say, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. And that's what grinds my gears about this whole thing. It's like what you can only criticize someone if you are doing every little fucking thing right. And the only way you were doing every little fucking thing right is if you were buying slow fashion local all the time and guess what guess what and if you want to shop local do you know the beliefs that some of those local places hold you probably won't agree with some of them there's literally nothing we can do right and that's what just fucking annoys me about this whole thing it's so counterproductive it is so counterproductive and if you're someone who's sharing those things who's like you know those posts that are very spider-man meme-esque where we're all pointing fingers Uh, The people who we know are already doing the work, you know, as much as they can. I'll go to a protest when I'm able to. I'll share local resources that I find are actually helpful and make a difference. I will boycott things that I know will make a difference, that I know everybody else is doing. And I know, you know, we can make a change, but we can't do everything perfectly. And then we all feel like bad people for not being able to do everything perfectly and consume everything perfectly. And guess what? That's what they want. That's what the big guys who have all the money in the world who can make all the change in the world want us to feel because then we'll get burnt out and then we'll lose hope and then we will give up and we can't give up and that's why it's important for anyone in any type of activism space in my opinion to take time to fucking chill out read a book do something for yourself wear an outfit that makes you feel amazing take some time to share the food you're eating the movie you watched Take some time to hang out with your friends and fucking laugh about memes. Laugh about whatever you watched on TikTok. Because when we take time for ourselves to try our best to be our best selves, that's where we can like come back and continue to fight. And that's for any cause at all. And so this is this is for like the activism space as a whole, any kind of world issue. But I found that specifically in veganism, that's what made me realize, you know, people are fucking chronically online and there's nothing you can do right. And everybody's wrong. And I'm like, if you have pointed the finger ever, I just want you to think. I've been there too, guys. I've been there too. I've been the finger pointer. Are you doing everything right in your life? Quote unquote, right? None of us are because, you know, it's up to us to advocate for change in the world. But how the fuck can we do that when we're all screaming at each other, like all pointing fingers at the people who are on our side? Okay, that was a big tangent. Going back to the vegan thing, I found when I was really immersed in it, I became a really angry person. It really started to affect my relationships with Kevin, with my family. I was like, why do I always feel like an outsider? You know, 2020, there was some activism that I still kind of wanted to participate in. And I found when I showed up to these things, they there were a lot of people I didn't agree with. There are a lot of people who like weren't wearing masks. And there are a lot of people who I didn't feel comfortable being around because of the things that they believed. And then I was overstepping my own boundaries for this quote unquote greater good. Oh, so cringe. Because I was like, I'm not a good person if I'm not fighting for this, even if it's amongst people I don't agree with. And I was like, you know, people are depending on me. So I have to overstep my own boundaries because of that. And I did not like that time in my life at all. I felt uncomfortable all the time. I felt anxious all the time. And I was like, what am I doing this for? Like, why am I even involved in this if I don't feel connected to any of these people? And I feel like I'm losing sight of like what is really important to me and important in the world in general. So that is why I kind of made the decision to be like, I'm done. And I'd realized, you know, after all was said and done with my vegan 
vegan blog and vegan activism and everything, I was like, who the fuck am I? Do I even have a personality? And that's when you know it's bad and it's fucked up. When you lose sight of yourself because you just want to please other people because you do really care about this thing and you don't want to seem like you don't. But then you're like, what the, what has this turned me into? Why do I care so much about how people perceive me? And like, I'm just being so for real and I need you to be so for real with yourself. Really stop and think, am I going about this for the right reasons for anything that you care deeply about? You know, easy to get lost in the sauce. And it's crazy because yeah, I think that time in my life was necessary to help me understand that everything is nuanced. I literally kind of had to <laughs> rebuild myself after those couple of years because like I totally lost the sense of who I was. And you know, we can look back on ourselves in any time of our life, lives and feel cringy, right? We all do it. There is not a time in our life that we can look back on in some aspect and cringe at. But at the same time, I think we do carry parts, the good parts, you know, the parts that we really learn from. We carry that with us for our whole lives. And then we are still, you know, bits and pieces of every little person we've been along the way. And I think that part of my life was really necessary. And that's how I, you know, learned to grow. But I just think it's so important for all of us to, you know, living in this day and age where the economy is insane and we're all chronically online and we just came out of, you know, this this huge pandemic that is still ongoing. It's okay if you want to like take a breather. Think about something else for a little while. You're not a bad person. It's necessary, in my opinion. It's not sustainable. If we want to fight for a greater world, we have to like make sure we're taking care of ourselves, you know? Like it's so important to have a healthy sense of self-worth and self awareness and just a good sense of who you are as a person and it's really easy to lose yourself to all of the crazy stuff that's happening in the world and I don't blame you at all I think it's really easy to latch onto it and feel hopeless and that's the thing we can't feel hopeless it's really easy to but we need to do things that make us remember like why life is also beautiful and great and worth living tbh so we need things to hold on to that remind us what we're fighting for do you know what I mean? It's just crazy to me that we're all pointing fingers at a time where like nobody can afford anything. You know, if you're not shopping for clothes in the right place, then you're not shopping for food in the right place. And it's like, we do want to support local when we can. I will share where I got my local pantry food. And I'll also share an affordable fucking fanny pack I bought at Old Navy because that's the life I live. I live in a basement suite. <laughs> I work two jobs. I'm still stressed as hell all the time and most of us are in that position lots of people are in even worse positions we just need to be so fucking for real with ourselves for once that's the theme that's the theme of the episode just be for real okay we all need to be mindful of our consumption blah, 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 blah. and we all need things that make us a little happy every once in a while because you know the big guys they don't want us to be happy ah <sighs> what a tangent but yeah long story short i ditched the vegan baking business in 2021 made the decision to 
pursue content creation in 2022. And here we are, it's 2024. And like I said, I lost sight of myself during that time in my life because it made me like, yeah, totally question who I was because I was only immersed in this one tiny part of my life. I had to rebuild from there. And that was really scary. I remember being scared just to like share my regular life because I knew all a lot of the people in the vegan community might be mad about it for whatever reason. The truth is they weren't. And if they were, they unfollowed. And that's totally fine with me. You know, life is just very nuanced and that's okay. We need to do things and find interests and hobbies that help us realize that because that's how we can like move forward and be more successful with anything we're trying to do in life, whether it's activism, whether it's your own goals and successes. Any hoosies? Oh my God, I'm so fired up now. But yeah, I hope you, I don't know. I hope this episode was helpful. I just hope you're taking the time to be informed about everything in the world that we should be. And I hope you're taking the time to also just make time to be happy and feel relaxed and do things for yourself because we all need that. We all need that. And we can't fucking move forward with our lives if we don't give ourselves these things sometimes. What did you get out of this? Let me know. Anyways, there's the tea. Now I'm living my nuanced content creator life and I'm feeling healthy and I'm feeling fulfilled and I'm feeling like just ready to live my best life. And at the end of the day, I know I'm a good person who cares about the right things and surrounds herself with other good people who care about the right things. And I think that's all we need to strive for at the end of it all. So what did you get out of this? Anything? Was this just a random angry rant from Mandy? Next week, we are talking about 28 things I learned during my 20... Well, wait, how does that work? Okay, so when I turned one... <laughs> Wait, should I do? Wait, okay, so I'm turning 28 in nine days. So does that mean I should do 27 things I learned at 27 or 28 things I learned by 28? Let me know. Also, if there's an episode you liked and you want to pop it on your stories, stick it in there. Share me with your buddies and help a girl out. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. I'll see you next week.